Following that, I can't imagine the type of people we will raise in society if we continue to go down the line of like demonizing weaknesses, weaknesses and beating people down for not having like this these same strengths in the sense of like mm. everybody has to have these same strengths. And so I, I think that kind of takes away the individuality of humanity on the low because yeah. like not everyone has the same strengths and not everyone has the same weaknesses so now we're trying to say everybody got to have the same strengths but and no one can have weaknesses and it's like that's not possible and that's not going to make for very good mental health moving forward for our men or our women yeah six Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Buffet Podcast, brought to you once again by your boy, Brandon, <laughs> and by beautiful fiance, Siandra. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people who know, know, but for the whole, for the hoes, for the people who don't, for the ones, I was going to say for the ones, for the ones who don't, <laughs> the ones who for don't, the hoes. you know what I'm saying, recently, you know, we've been... Between be betrothed to each other, you know, engaged, pop, you know, they question, you know what I'm saying? She said yes. I did, I did say yes. Because she's, we're still doing the podcast because, you know. If I said no, you'd be like, podcast is over. over. It's over with. What are we here for? We're trying to figure it out. It's like the people on Love is Wine. You Not know, right now. You can continue Not right now. No. You can continue today. We're just trying to figure it out. It's toast up, it is. We already did that. Ah, tasty alcohol adult beverage, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> so, episode 106. Uh, you know, before we get started, once again, let's do a little bit of housekeeping and say go ahead and, and subscribe. Go ahead, like and subscribe. And I'm saying leave a comment, you know. We trying to get these numbers up. You know, so we, like we said last week, yeah. we we recently broke the hundred uh subscriber barrier Broke. you know so we're trying to get to 200 we're trying to get to 200 as soon as possible so we need y'all help you know what i'm saying please you know uh, share send it to your grandmama to all the people around you so, you know tell them to watch tell them to, to subscribe if they can find value in it we yes. want people to listen to this conversation walk away with something mm-hmm. ask some questions to their partner have some conversations in their own yeah. relationships so they can learn and grow with yeah us. if if you single or you're in a relationship this is for you. And if you're black, on top of that, this is for you. If you're not black, it also could be for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're single and in a relationship and you're black and black adjacent, you in there. Mm-hmm. This was voted the number one podcast by millennials who've been on Hinge more than three times. Yeah. And by been on Hinge more than three times, I mean, you got on, you was like, this shit don't work. You got off. And then you got back on. <laughs> and then you see, you got a little motion, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it didn't go as far as you wanted to. Then you was like, all right, I'm going to take a little break. Mm-hmm. And you fell back. Then you got back on. You know what I'm saying? This is for y'all. Yep. Third yeah. time's a charm. Yeah, this is, but this, only this is if you y'all. learn something from this podcast, we yeah. be successful. Yeah, this is this is for the people. Like, if you dating with a purpose, but you still fucking around on, on the load a little bit every once in a while, even though you know you shouldn't, but you still do it, this is for you. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is for the people who see two red flags and decide, okay, I, enough is enough. I'm walking away. 
when you used to see five and keep running. Yeah. Just yeah. keep going for it. Said, it's, it's, an imp- it's an improvement. I say yeah, you, you didn't grow. It just take five red flags for you to, for you to say, nah, this ain't it. You're down to two. You're down to two. We're going to get is, you This there. is progress. This podcast is for you. It is. Yeah, this podcast is for you, the Buffet Podcast, because we're always trying to give you endless food five for thoughts. thoughts. <sighs> How you feeling, babes? I feel good. I wish that I could bling bling for y'all, but we had to go get my ring resized. Mm-hmm. But on one of these episodes soon, I'll be like, and- bling blow, bling blow. You know, but check that. You know, check the uh, if you haven't already. Also, follow us on IG, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Twitter as well. Yeah, and you'll probably see like the picture. You know, a few pictures every year sprinkle. You know, on there, uh, so you can get a little little glimpsey poo. <laughs> the poo, poo. It, it's giving off the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. So yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna hop straight into it. The first one we're gonna get into. We probably we were probably a little bit late, but it, it set the you know the internet on fire. It is the uh, Anthony Anthony. Oh my god! I drank kicking in. Percolate. Nah, maybe. Nah, it was the uh, Ebony. Ooh. There you go. K. Williams talking about black women. Uh, need to pick, you know, need to, while you're going for that degree in college, make sure you go for that MRS degree as well. So I'm just going to go ahead and get into it and we're going to, you know, break it down a little bit. The reality that needs to be said out loud is that as black men age, their desirability increases. Thus, their optionality of women is always expanding. And the exact opposite is true for black women. Mm-hmm. As we age, doesn't matter how much money we accumulate, our degrees or professional accolades. The reality is that our marriage and partnership market value is depreciating with every passing year. No matter how good we look, no matter how fit we are, men are still seeing primarily our presumed dwindling fertility as a knock against us. And speaking of fertility, that is another reason that I want younger black women to seek marriage and partnership in college or right after, if that's what they choose. Because the number of college-educated black men is so low when compared to black college-educated women that we're all going to be targeting the same small pool of men. And as we heard today, on most campuses, there's like seven black women students for every one black man student. Y'all do the math. So here's my advice. If you are a young black woman in college and you know in your heart and in your head that you want to prioritize family, I suggest that you simultaneously pursue that MRS degree right along with that BA or JD. Because the handful of black college age men that actually do desire to get married soon and they do share that value system and family is a priority for them too. Y'all, that is an incredibly small pool and it's shrinking as you get older. And by the time you reach my age, 40, you will be faced with different choices relating to life partnership and motherhood. Now, I'm not saying that delaying marriage or motherhood is a bad option, but it's one that comes with its own consequences. And our women deserve to know on the front end of their decision making instead of on the back half. Mm. Oh, okay. Inter- interesting coming from our sister Ebony K. Okay, Williams. <laughs> what are you, what, what are you? Swimming in the milk. Uh, and, yo, Umar, uh, Umar be 
Umar be wildin'. He is a humorous man. He is. must be protected at all costs. Yeah. Uh, so, what, what, what are you what are you thinking? Well, my original thought is the beginning speaking piece of women's value is going to decrease in the dating marketplace as they age and their marketplace value doesn't correlate to the amount of money that they make, how good they look or the degrees that they have. I think that that is an acknowledgement from women that maybe men have been asking for, but maybe was lost with the other things that she said. Cause I feel like what the internet conversation has been, or at least on my side of the internet, right? Cause I don't see everything on the internet, but the conversation that I've seen on my side of the internet is there's truth to this, but we shouldn't be now telling girls to just go get married. Like that's not going to solve the problem. Like I think the conversation has been like, okay, First, we tried to autocorrect or overcorrect what we saw previous generations do and say, like, the traditional route is too traditional. There are errors with that. We're going to not get married, right? We're going to have relationships, build families, try to co-parent, try to figure that part of it out. But we may not have, like, a traditional family structure. Then it was a conversation of that doesn't work. We need to go back to a very traditional route, like, we need to swing the pendulum back the other way mm-hmm. and like try to figure that out. So I think that part of the conversation was much louder than the first part that she stated, which I feel like has become more of an accepted, I'm tempted to almost say universal truth. This idea that like men's dating value increases as they age and women's dating value decreases as they age in spite of whatever other things that they've accumulated that make them feel as if they're valuable in Mm -hmm. the dating marketplace. And so that was my first immediate takeaway is just like, interesting. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that she said that, I guess is, is, is my takeaway is like as someone who has, had love and relationships like from her own um from what she shared of her own personal experience right like we've talked about mm-hmm. her before with the engagement uh during the pandemic and like you haven't been unsuccessful in love or like you still had opportunity to be able to pursue love and relationships so i'm surprised that she shared that and i wonder if there is some something about her reality has changed mm-hmm. yeah that yeah, I would agree with you. The surprise was the first sound. I was like, "Wait, who said that?" Yes, that was, that was her. Ebony said that. <laughs> wow, what, something must have happened for her to be like, oh, "I can't deny this anymore." And I think that may be what happened. In, in like, in spite of what she believed and how she moved in the past, maybe it's just like it wasn't reflecting in reality for her. So she had mm-hmm. to like sit down and be like, "I have to acknowledge this truth," mm-hmm. you know, like, I, and I can I can hear it and see it in her face when she's talking that. This wasn't information that she was exactly pleased with. And, yeah. and and who would be? Who would yeah. be pleased to be like, yo, kind of like what I was told growing up. Cause I, I do acknowledge that a lot of women, especially like especially the, the Gen X and maybe even now in the 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 older to uh to mid-level millennials, you mm-hmm. know, were told growing up, it was just like, you know, don't don't concentrate, don't worry about boys, don't worry about men, you know, concentrate on your degree, concentrate on getting, you know, getting your money, getting your money right on the low. And then boy, the men and boys will always be there when, you, when you're ready. And of course, you know, they, they follow that, makes sense. And then it, it sucks when you get on the other side of that and it being like, that. this is not what's reflective of, of real life. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that 
a lot of that advice coming from the even older generations it was coming from like to your point they came from a very traditional like my options were were limited because I didn't go to college or because I couldn't mm-hmm. do this thing because I got end up getting pregnant at hella early so I couldn't do these things so I want you to be able to do do all those things I didn't do yep. and in my mind the reason the reason I couldn't do it was because kids early and I didn't go to school so I want so if you do those things if you do the opposite, you do, you do of, the opposite that, of that yep. you're going to be successful it's 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 similar to like your you know parents who never been who who weren't financially uh, successful and they never went to college and they don't know about the college experience or what it looks like on the other side of that. All they know is like, if you go to college, you're going to be successful. It's mm-hmm. the correlation. So they say, go to college and you say, okay, I'm going to go to college, but they don't know that it depends on what, you know, what degree field, what, mm-hmm. what field you, you're going into, like the connections that you make in college. It, like it, it, it was, a, it was a lot more than just go to just show up for classes that went into being successful after college. And mm-hmm. they couldn't give you that information because they didn't know it. And I think on this part here is, is a little bit similar when it comes to, you know, giving the women that advice where like it, it kind of overcorrected. We went from like, I didn't have any, any options. So I want you to have all the options. And then they get into the other side of that and being like, well, you have all the, these financial and and educational and uh career options but like your dating options has not it has not been reflective of that success either and it's been like why is that not lining up it's because they couldn't tell you that information Mm -hmm. unfortunately um and now you know the it seems like like you said they were trying to go overcorrect again and go back to like okay we're going back to how it used to be with grandma where grandma was in the kitchen you know what I'm saying barefoot and pregnant and like the man take care of everything and you don't have to work and you just be in the house and you cooking and cleaning and it's like nah them days is dead too on the low those days are unfeasible I'm not saying it's impossible but those days are they are they are further behind us than they are ahead of us yeah um so I think we uh, we need to like find the the pendulum needs to like correct and kind of f- find some kind of balance right now. Um, but again, I'm definitely was very very surprised that Ebony K was saying that. If uh, if, if uh, what's the boy? Excuse me. Kevin? Her, yes, Kevin said if she said she, if, it's literally what he if, said. It, it, it's the same thing. The message mm-hmm. is delivered in a more palatable way, I think, and the messenger is more well received. But literally, is saying the same thing. The idea that like, okay, you did all this, and the men that you want don't want you, mm-hmm. or you did all this, and the men that you want to be available to you are not available to you. Maybe it's not even that they don't want you. They're just not available to or in, you. In the way that you would want, I yeah, guess. Yeah, in yes. the way that you would want. You are, your odds are just, the odds are just not stacked in your favor. And I think that that's another thing that she acknowledges later in the video is like, you start out in a space of a disadvantage if you're just looking at the numbers. If there's seven women to one man, mm-hmm. there's already this sense of competition, I guess, yeah. of of like wanting to get this one particular man. Not only is that true for your campus, but with the internet, he, he got the numbers at every campus like that's in a certain vicinity of him. And like that awareness of that, I don't think that there is uh, ignorance of the fact that men have options and women feel like they have options. So and on, and on college campuses, men are not enrolling as much as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And they're in, and women are over. I ain't gonna say over enrolling. They are enrolling much more. So mm-hmm. to the point, it's like there's seven. Seven to one, I guess, using her number. I don't know the exact stat number, but I just know that it is a way more women in college these days than, than men. Uh, and if it's like that, when you're 18 to 22, 
Yeah. As you get, as you get, oh, and that's technically when like, you know, you have the most options mm-hmm. as you get older and your, and your options get smaller, that seven to one might come, you know, she, 10 to yeah, 1, 15 11, 15 to 1, to one 30, a thousand to 10,000 to 1 to hear some, you know, a lot of some of these women talk on the, on the, on the internet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, but I think at the heart of what she, what she said, what she's saying is that just as hard as you're going for this degree, don't overlook finding a partner. Don't, don't overlook finding like, like uh, if it, if it lines up, you know, like why would you, if you want to be partnered, if you want, a family, you want kids in your life and you know that to be a goal of yours. Like, why would you like seek that out as you're going for the, your, your degree? Like she's not saying don't go to college. She didn't mm-hmm. say go, don't get your bag. She ain't saying, you know I'm saying? Don't try to be successful. She just, she just saying don't over uh, commit to that, to the detriment of the other aspects of your life that you want to, to build up. And that you may even identify as being something that's more important. Like you, do you want a family more? Do you want a career or do you want a career more? Do you want a family? Mm-hmm. And if whatever the answer is, like you got to take what comes with that. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a really good point. I appreciate that she offered a solution to a problem that she experienced in her own life and mm-hmm. trying to give wisdom to younger women. I think the part that I am Finding fault isn't the word that I want to use, but the part that doesn't necessarily that I don't 100 percent agree with is the idea of this one or the other. And I think that that particular like one or the other mentality is exactly why people are in a space where I'm going to choose my career. Mm -hmm. I think that we need to get to a space where we can understand that it is all a balancing act like Unless at some point in your life, you are going to walk away from your career, be a stay at home parent and, you know, relinquish yourself from other responsibilities. You're always going to have to balance things like you're going to have to balance your relationship with your work, with your relationship with your family, with your relationship with your friends. Like you're going to have to balance multiple things. Mm -hmm. And the more practice you get balancing those things the greater opportunity you have to feel like you have some mastery over it and like feel more comfortable balancing those things and knowing what the right balance is for yourself. So the one or the other mentality, I think is the biggest problem that I find with people offering advice. And I think in in some regards, she isn't saying that. I don't think that she's saying that, but I do think that that's a mindset that people have. Like I can either have this or or I can have this. I I have to focus on this first and then I can focus Mm -hmm. on that. And like, there's never going to be a time where you have 100% focus on just one thing unless you are afforded that luxury. Like if you can just be a stay at home parent or um, just be that a, stay- is a privilege at this point. Yeah. Like, and the only thing that you have to focus on is your relationships, then great. But that is very rare. You're going to always have to balance multiple things. And so the more practice you get balancing those things, I think you'll be the better for it. Yes. I agree with you 100%, babes. Uh, I guess an, another point I guess I would want to say is, especially as we move into the, the future and, you know, as we are attempting to redefine, you know, what the tradition is going to be when it comes to building building relationships in which both men and women have equal opportunity of uh, success when it comes to, like, work and, and uh, career. Uh because of that, we're going to have to redefine what it's going to look like outside of work as well. Like the times of like 
woman being the expected person to stay home and take care of the, the, the kids and things, things of that nature. Like great if you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. But like at this, at this point, I don't think it is, I want like it would say fair or, or I guess, no, I won't say not, not effective, but just like it's untenable mm-hmm. to have that expectation of, you the man, okay. So that means you got to you got to hold the whole household up financially on, on your own. I'm the woman, even like I'm expected to take care of the, the whole house and home on some like 1953 shit. Yeah, like yo, like no, like we're both like we're both out here working. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have to work unless you're in a position where you can make that happen. And again, at this point, that's that's becoming more of a one percent thing. Yeah, that is not something that is afforded to the average uh, household anymore. That's dead. That, that's that's not coming back no time soon. We need to. We need to be. We need to get. Uh, we need to accept that that those days is dead. Those days is gone. Where fifty can fifty k can hold a whole family up. That's not happening no more. Not here in America. That's get it out your head. It's gone. Unless you're willing to. Unless you live willing to live in like the backwoods of of middle America. No way. I ain't gonna. I ain't even gonna say that because because I've been seeing some of them house prices up in middle America. Let me just be high as hell too. Unless you're willing to live severely below your means, and I know you're not, so I'm, I'm gonna stop the sentence here. So I think we need to renegotiate what it looks like for a two parent household uh, to to raise and maintain a family and work at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we need to come. We need we need to come. We need to come to an uh, an agreement. And it doesn't necessarily have to be. Hey, okay, we all come together, and this is what the rules is across the board. You need to come to an agreement with your partner. Mm-hmm. You need to come to an agreement with the person that you choose to 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 partner with, and be and be okay with that. Because this this whole oh, I'm like if he if he's not uh, holding the whole family down financially, then I can't follow him. I can't. He can't be the leader. He can't be. I can't give him no kind of respect. Or if you know, if the woman ain't willing to the the devote you know one hundred percent of the time to cooking and cleaning, like she ain't for she me. I'm like, all right, go ahead. You could do that, but you're going to have to take what comes with that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you're going to get diminishing returns on those demands. You can yeah. demand it. I ain't say don't do it. I'm just saying you can't come on. On I was going to say Beyonce's internet because it could pop something. You, yeah, you can't come on. You know these internets and be complaining and being like, "Yo, do, do, like, wow, 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 woe is me." It's like, no, this is not the way of the world anymore. Unfortunately, get with the times or get left behind. You want to hit a gunshot? Because it felt very... kind of did, right? It, it did. Like it, you straight at your neck. <sighs> yeah. But, you know, we can say it as long as you want. Because even with everything K, K. Williams, when she said it, it was people in the comments coming for her neck. Just like it was coming for, for really? Kelly. Yeah, woman. And then like, oh, hi, hi, it's funny you saying that when you can't hold a man down. Like, you, how are you going to talk about it when you haven't seen no success? Or like, like, so they immediately oh, went into the, like, the, I'm, the personal. I'm personal attacks. Like, oh, yeah, as you, you, soon as you say something that we don't agree with, mm-hmm. you out of here. They was with her. They was with her when she was like, hey, she don't, if he don't own the bus, yeah. I can't fuck with you. She did was like, yeah, the queen, yes, tell him. But she was so she changed to say, like, yo, when we get older, our, our options diminish because like how we how we look at things and how the, the man we want looking at things is not the same. We need to we need to change we need to like reevaluate how we go about this thing. Nah, you nah, we not rock with you. Who is you? Mm-mm. Damn, forget about Be it. Be your own people. Damn. But I mean, hit dogs holler. So if you felt personally attacked, That's real. if you were upset with that, there's some truth to that in either in your experience or you don't, you are in a place where you can accept that that is true, right? Like, I, I guess the other thing is like, you can choose to be single. Like, if 
if you've gotten to a point, I'm not saying give up hope or anything like that, but like there are other pathways like love and relationship and marriage and commitment isn't the only pathway for you to have a successful and happy life. And so if you have made the decision to choose your career, prioritize your career, like you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you have chosen that, recognize that there may be some consequences or some outcomes from your decision making. And you got to live with that, too. Like you can't have it both ways, I guess, is is the other part of it. Like it's either one. At least right now. Or the other. At least right. Or just find some. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I to your point of like there's nothing wrong with pursuing a career to the exclusion of all else there's nothing wrong with that is that if that's what you cho- cho- yeah, chosen to do but what we're seeing is like i've i've ch- chased my career and my and my my many my degrees to the exclusion of all else but i've i've made it clear and and stated that i want a family i'm looking for a husband but I'm working 80 hours a week. I'm looking for a husband, but like I'm not giving any men a chance because I'm looking at them like you aren't worthy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, make it make sense. Yeah. Make it make sense. But I think we've uh, talked about this long enough. I think so too. I, I'm praying for y'all. Yeah. I hope and I pray that y'all find what it is that you're looking for. Cause I think everybody is deserving of love and wants to have love in their life. But, yeah. So, but we are blocked by the visions that we, that we think we should, that we're blocked by how we think it should look. Yeah. Those expectations bite you in the ass every time. What mm-hmm. you expect, what you think is the ideal mm-hmm. bite you in the ass. Yeah, I think a lot, of, and I also, I know we said we're gonna move on, but I had another thought. Mm-hmm. I also think a lot of times when it comes to these relationships, uh, I think people kind of go into it thinking like I have to have a quote unquote perfect relationship, as if every once I get in a relationship, everyone in the world is gonna be able to see the intricacies of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna be able to see inside the relationship and see like how y'all act with each other and what y'all like what it, what are y'all rules and regulations that you're outlined are and it's like that's not true like people around you don't know what's going on in your relationship unless you choose to let them know that information so it's like so so like if if y'all is y'all are are happy and you're okay with 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 it and to all appearances y'all seem like y'all doing well no one's asking y'all no goddamn questions if they are you can politely politely tell them that's none of your business because it's not none of their business Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of people just like i can't do it because how is it gonna look you know i mean how you know i can you know i for the look, I'm doing it for the look, and that's unfortunate. That's a whole, that's a whole other topic. Like, yeah, a lot of times you, you know you're choosing partners based off of like the quote unquote look, how it's going to look to other people, how you know how you think your friends are going to think of you, which I, which I which I do admit that is a uh, a good like part of like that that's a con- contributing factor. Like, no one wants to have a partner in which they are looked down upon by the people that you love and care about. Yeah. But like, if you get you a cool, like a cool person, someone, someone that's like stand up, I'm not saying get you like nobody who's like trash, boo boo, get you somebody who's cool. But like, who needs to know that you, the bunny, you, the, you, the complete, you, the breadwinner, you know, 80, 20, or that whatever, whatever your relationship dynamics are. No one needs to know those details. They just need to know, like, is this person a good person? Do they treat you well? Are you are you happy? Are y'all productive? Y'all get, getting y'all goals that y'all say y'all want done? That's all I would hope the people around you care about. Yeah. And if they and if that's not the case, that's 
So that's a whole different. They could have a totally different value yeah. system than you. Yeah. You better make sure that you are living your life according to your values and not according to theirs. Fat acts, fat acts. Play that's this. A- I feel like this is a good uh, lead in. Yeah, man. This, just- and this is going to lead us in into our second clip. Thank y'all for g- going on this uh, journey with us for <laughs> with this Anthony. You Anthony, don't have the- Ebony K. Why you want? I don't know. Anthony's I don't so know. Way. I don't know why. Ant Man, you don't have the stuff all. Oh yeah. Ooh. Here we go. Here's how you know you've found the one. Philosopher Elaine de Botton gave a talk called Why You Will Marry the Wrong Person, and the whole thing can be summed up by a quote Jay Shetty shared on Instagram, which is, There is no perfect partner. There's who you make it work with. Botton argues almost everyone will marry the wrong person because love is just as much about tolerance for weakness as it is admiration for strength. You might love someone very much, but tolerating their particular combination of weaknesses in the long term wouldn't work for you. Similarly, when we feel inclined to judge our friends for their relationship choices, it's helpful to remember that their partner's particular combination of weaknesses might work for them, even if it doesn't work for us. Perhaps the only way to know if we found the one is if we make the whole idea a bit less romantic by thinking about it not just as someone you can love, but as someone who you can both love and tolerate and who can do the same for you. Yo, that went, that was a perfect... Like, I know ooh, you were queuing it up. I, and I, don't think up. I, ain't, I never, I never even saw the clip, but um, got that future sight. You know what I'm saying? I shot and gone aim. But yeah, uh, excellent clip. Mm-hmm. Particular set of weaknesses, particular combination of right. Weaknesses. And I think you know, I feel like just just by saying weaknesses, she may have lost some people because yeah. no one likes to hear the word weaknesses in in relation to ourselves mm-hmm. uh so maybe limitations but weaknesses we're gonna go with weakness that's the word she, word she used and we need Same to get different. okay with recognizing that like yo we all have our strengths and weaknesses right I, you you're not perfect yeah you're Sorry. not hate to break I mean, it to right. you right am i the first person who told you that <laughs> slap everybody in your life because they you're lied to you not perfect you have strengths you have areas in which you shine and you're fantastic mm-hmm. and areas of genius or zones of genius yes you have things that you do that only you can do them the way that you do them mm. and that is also true for your weaknesses <laughs> <laughs> Only you can do some shit like that. That's true. That's true. That is true. Somebody like, yeah, yeah. When you do something wild, like, I, and, and people are like, well, you are, you know that that's B. Yeah. That's Siandra. Yeah, you uniquely already know. Uniquely, yeah, set. uniquely you. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, like I'm thinking about not even just relationships, just like friendships. The friendships that endure the longest are ones that. In spite mm. of like your fuckeries and like your your quirks, positive and negative, they rock with you and they and they're able to like adapt and, and and roll with it. It doesn't rub them in like a negative in a way to the point where it's like we can't be in each other's presence. I cannot I cannot tolerate it. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. It's a, it has to be a healthy balance between the two because if you have a relationship where it's just respect and admiration for their strengths, it can feel almost like I, I think I said this to you earlier about like the fixed mindset of this idea that like in my relationship I get to be perfect. This is a space where I can't make any faults and I don't have to get called out on any weaknesses. I just get to show up and be loved, and that's it. And 
that kind of respect admiration piece puts you in a space where you can't have any conversations about constructive criticism. You can't have any disagreements because it's like, no, I don't want to hear this. This isn't, you're just supposed to respect and admire me. We're not supposed to have any challenges or difficulties that we have to face. And those kind of one-sided relationships, I feel like are not. I don't, I, I always wonder, how do we get there? Like how, how, how did we get to the idea that this is what a relationship is going to be? Like, how did, how did we think that like, I'm going to get into a relationship and it's just going to be beautiful and they're just going to compliment me and love me and everything is going to be perfect honky dory. Like how did that ever be- become a thing that we, th- we believe to be true? I think it's fairy tales. Just this idea of like you have one initial hardship, you overcome that initial hardship and then you go off into the sunset. That's true. That is the movie. Ever that ever. is the movie. Everything is sweet. Everything like, Oh, the, the, we, we meet and everything's going well. Then here's the drama. Then it's like us reacting to the drama, mm-hmm. da, da da da. Then we overcoming the drama, and then everything's sweet. But then now, but now with the advent of sequels, you notice every time they get together at the first movie, at the second movie, they divorce or they 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 estranged, and then now they got to redo the, the love story all over again, which is again annoying, kind of annoying. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a part of it, babe. It's just this idea of like once I found my person, Thanks, the hard work is over. Now I get to just cruise control and like ride this thing out. I don't have to do anything else. It was so hard to the, what we were just talking about, right? This idea that as a woman, you're significantly outnumbered, right? Then there's the ideas that exist for men about good women being hard to find or, you know, don't date a woman if she's X, Y, Z. And so when you finally get your person, you're like, whoo, all right, I'm off the streets, I'm done. I'm good. And I don't think that that's true. We know that that's not true if you want to be able to maintain your relationship. But even more than that, it's like you have to work on your ability to acknowledge and accept this person's weaknesses. You can't deny that they have weaknesses. You can't see them as perfect. You can't want them to see you as perfect because Mm -hmm. that's... That is weird. Not the reality of things. Has that ever happened to you? Like you've been in a relationship where they like you can tell they 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 kind of have you on the pedestal. They're looking at you like in a certain way. That, like you feel like you can't make no mistake. Like you're like you're they're looking at you as if like you can do no wrong. Type of situation. Has that ever happened to you? Like have you ever got that vibe from someone trying to approach you that they kind of got you on like a that's kind of. Mm, I haven't had that experience directly. I think. Maybe somebody I've dated has said like, "Oh, you're too good for me." Well, then leave me alone. <laughs> that is a wild thing to say. Don't say something's that. going on with Fellas, you. Don't say that. Yeah, get out of here. I don't want it. Um, but I do think that our relationship is the first relationship where I felt like, "Ooh, Brandon can tolerate my weaknesses." There's even sometimes where I still feel a little like, "Oh, I'm being judgy. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to try to like." Mm-hmm. process work through my judginess before i say anything to brandon but then i say something to you and you be like okay like I, you're i'm you're very you have a very high tolerance for things that i personally consider a weakness i don't there know you if you view them as a weakness that, that i'm glad you said thing. that the person i was like you consider it to be like you ODing, but i'm just like okay that what you say makes some sense i see what you're coming from okay cool but i'm not going to sit and act like the same is not true for me. You know, like I have my, you know, I have my things where like, I feel like uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bring this up because like, I, it feels like I'm being nit- nitpicky or, or, uh, something like that. And then I say it and it's just, and you're like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's it. 
And we're not talking about this? We're not going, for, we're not going first? We're not talking about how you feel about what I said? Oh. oh. And then an additional thought I just, I just had is, you know, my earlier point about us having the mistaken belief, not us, I mean, like, us by, like, everyone, mm-hmm. having the mistaken belief about how relationships are, is, are just a place of light and beauty and awesomeness all the time, 24-7, and how that is a result of socialization and movies and Disney and what have you, is that this the relationship equivalent of our parents telling us to go to college, but but they didn't know what college was like and what it really took. Like you don't know how to get like be successful in college until you've gone through it until you, until you get through it. So it's like, they were just telling us, Oh yeah. When you get, when you get in a relationship, everything is sweet. Like if it's like you find your other half, it feels like, you know, it's it's with someone who you can be yourself with and you feel no judgment. And then Mm -hmm. our mind, and then we took that and we, and we were like, Oh, like we took that literally like, Oh, it's like that. No judgment. So I means I can act how how I want. I can say what I want and there's no pushback and it was, and, and it was like, no, Yes, but no. Yeah, it's like when you get into it, you realize like the no judgment comes. Like we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about this. I'm gonna push. I'm gonna challenge you. You are gonna be challenged. Oh my god, are you gonna be challenged? You gonna be you gonna be challenged, and you are gonna take take that. You gonna you gonna adjust. You gonna make adjustments. Go, go, you gonna build off of each other. And once you build a solid foundation, once you build a solid and healthy relationship, that's when you can sh- show up authentically. That's where you can be yourself because like you've already smoothed out the rough edges in each other. Mm. So so where y'all can interact and be be cool with each other. You, you've learned each other to like, like, like with your, with your best friends where like you can be, you can have your quirks and then they, they know and understand it and they know how to handle that. Uh, and I, and you don't know that you don't realize that until you get into the relationship Mm -hmm. and you put in that time and you go through that. And when the people who have gone through that try to come back and explain it, you, it it doesn't translate. Like, Like you have no frame of reference for it. So like, we can we I feel like we could tell you what it's going to be like. We could say you're going to be challenged. You know what I'm saying in a, in a relationship, uh, you uh, you're going to be challenged on your on your on any behaviors of, of that you go, you're going to have. People going to they're going to tell you like, hey, this is something I didn't like. I I you know this is how you can need to lo- to love me. This is this is this is how I receive love. You know uh, and all that stuff. And as I'm saying it, <laughs> as I'm, as, okay, as I, as I'm saying it. Uh, I'm thinking of all the all the things, all the the miscommunications. I'm thinking of all the the the, con- the not all the, the conflict that we've had and, and overcome. But when I'm telling you, you you don't have that. You don't have the, that memory that I'm going through in my head. You just hear what I'm saying, and I don't it, I don't think it conveys the mm. the the breadth and width of that journey to get to where we are or where the, those people who have 20, 30 years in the game, and you won't until you got twenty, thirty years yeah. in the game. That's a good point, babe. I mean, I think about this thing that I read a couple of different things. So, like, they say you're not ready to get married to someone until you recognize that, like, who they are right then and there as you are marrying them. If they never change anymore, that you would be happy with that person, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that idea of the acceptance. Like, can you tolerate all that that comes with this while still respecting, admiring, and, like, having all the love that goes along with that? And I think that a lot of us don't have an understanding or a frame of reference for like, I mean, I like him. That's enough. It's like, yes, good. But can you also tolerate like these things that are quirks? Like, do you understand what it means for it to look the same as it does right now, 15 years from now? And for you to be like, 
Right. Okay, like that's just him. Like, and not be reactive, not mm-hmm. be upset. Like, can you tolerate those things that are irking your spirit and soul right, right now? now? That's fa- that's fact. But I also wonder, is that phrase like of if if nothing changes with your partner right now for the next till y'all die, would you be okay with that? And I wonder would that would that only work if you yourself don't change either? If you stay how you are now. And you both of y'all say together how you say how y'all not now. Will you be okay with that relationship continue on to you in, in your life? I can't imagine that you like. Oh yeah, I like how you know. I love how you are right now, but based on how I am. But who's to say how I'm personally going to be in ten feet? I may have changed, and then if you're still the same, that may no longer align with mm-hmm. who I am at that point. So that may be. So as I am now, I could say wholeheartedly, like, absolutely. But that's based off of what's going on with me right now. And I think that to get to the 15, to get into the 20, to get to the 30, until death do its part, it requires that any change, any changes of growth that we both do happen in a way that are, it continues to be compatible. Yeah, I 100% other. agree with you. I think that the idea behind that original statement was just like, it could not, like nothing could change. Like some, or yeah. the th- maybe the thing that you're banking on changing, you're like, Ooh, I, I know he's going to get this in year two. Like he's yeah. finally going to get this thing together. That might not happen. Is that going to be enough for you to be like, I need to walk away. Right. But okay. I think the, the other part that you just brought up is a really good one is like, that is a crossroad for people where they do end up getting a divorce. It's like my life and the direction that I see it is going this way. You're deciding to go this way or you, you're still attached to what I said in year one. Year one, when I, we both shared this vision of X, mm-hmm. and now my vision is Y, and we can't compromise. Like, we can't right. figure out what a happy middle ground is. And so I got to pursue my Y. I don't want to sacrifice my Y to meet, yes. reach an X that I didn't want anymore. Yeah. And, and some, people's comp- some people's X and Y is different in severity. Like, some people's X is like, oh, yeah, like, what I said in year one. It's kind of the same, but like maybe I'm on, an, on a different career trajectory now that requires us to, I don't know, we need to move now and we moving away in order to make, you know, make this happen. And maybe that doesn't agree with you, but I imagine that is something that is easy, more e- easier to to work through and compromise on than say, oh, we both had a, a dream of having kids and then like either one decided like, ah, nah, I don't anymore or like through some medical issue, we can no longer have kids can y'all decide, okay, well, we're just going to adopt or we're just going to surrogate or it's going to be on some like, nah, I don't want to, I want kid from my loins in your womb. And if you can't have that, I'm gone. I'm just throwing that as a, throwing know, that out as but a, but loins know. just, mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very Google. old school. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I like this last, this last clip. I it's think she, she was spitting bars, you know, what was it? You say be, be able to tolerate each other's weaknesses as so much as, you respect uh, and respect admire their, each their other's strengths. strengths. That's real. We, I think, we get overly focused on the strengths. Uh, yeah, we. I think we overly, overly focus on like the strengths, and we don't, we don't. Well, we, I guess we do. Like, kind of think about the weaknesses, but in the sense of like, I don't want it to exist. And yeah, and, and now, and, and not only do we do I not want it to exist, it shouldn't exist. And if I see it. That's enough to negate any strengths that I see in you know in you, and I don't think that's doing a, a service. I don't think it's doing our generation or generations that come behind us. I don't think that's going to do us any any service when it, any, uh, when it comes to trying to build 
happy, healthy families in, in the future. And it's not realistic. And I think in doing in following that, I can't imagine the type of people we will raise in society if mm-hmm. we continue to go down the line of like demonizing weaknesses, weaknesses and beating people down for not having like this, these same strengths in the sense of like mm. everybody has to have these same strengths. And so I, I think that kind of takes away the individuality of humanity on the low, yeah. because like not everyone has the same strengths and not everyone has the same weaknesses. So now we're trying to say everybody got to have the same strengths, but and no one can have weaknesses. And it's like, that's not possible. And that's not going to make for very good mental health moving forward for our men or our women. Yeah. And I think we already kind of see it, you know, saying so mental health is just looking kind of wild right now, uh, right now. And I'm speaking from a <laughs> mental health professional therapist perspective. It's just like, there's a lot of dissonance when it comes to, you know, what we think we should be doing or how we think our life should be versus how our, our lives really, really is going in the yeah. trajectory and trying to reconcile the two and having a very, very, very hard time trying to do that. Woo. It's hard out here. Poor mm-hmm. All right. So that being said, how you feeling, babe? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. I like this this last uh, video, and I like the thoughts that you have. I appreciated hearing them. Thank you. I respect and admire your strengths, and I tolerate your weaknesses. I agree. And I respect. That's gonna be a part of our vows. I respect and tolerate. Oh no, no. I, I tolerate your weak your weaknesses, and I respect and admire your strengths. <laughs> Hit me with the strengths first. Tolerate <laughs> me on the back end. <laughs> That's true. You know what I'm saying? Hit them with the salt, hit them with the good stuff, and then gently massage, you know, the bad stuff or the limiting stuff, I mm-hmm. guess, on the back end. All right, y'all. I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Yeah. With episode 106. Burp, burp. I forget that the thing is right there. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think I maybe I'm, I might name this episode admiring, admiring our strengths, or or maybe tolerating our weaknesses. I like tolerating our weaknesses. Yeah, I think we're gonna name this episode tolerating our t- tolerating our weaknesses. Uh, episode one hundred six. So thank you for t- tuning in. If you haven't already, go ahead like, go ahead and subscribe. You know, what I'm saying if you're getting value from this, as Sandra said earlier in this episode, share it, share it, share it. If you haven't already, go ahead follow us on IG, The Buffet Pod. Follow us on TikTok, The Buffet Pod. Brandon and Siandra, follow us. We on there. We trying to you know, get it popping. Write us. Let us know how we doing. What you like? You know what oh, you do this like. So. We are gonna do a Reddit episodes next week for sure. For sure. All right. All right. She said Stamped. it. She said it. Even if you had to come in on the back end and be like, "All right, post production, Reddit read." Yes. So yeah. We'll Appreciate y'all. Peace. Bye.